well, Merry Christmas. You know, I was uh, looking around at uh, some of you while I was sitting down here, and you know, I'm always looking at the people of Scottsdale Bible Church, and I was looking around at, and there's so many new faces, and some of you look absolutely terrified to be in church tonight. And uh, <laughs> it just hit me, you need more practice. And so uh, we do want to let you know we have services between now and Easter, and you're welcome back. And uh, we just love having you here. Amen. Yep. Seriously, you can laugh and, and you can stand as you see these weirdos standing over here and you can, you can laugh. I mean, this is church and it is to be a joyous celebration as we talk about Jesus here on Christmas Eve. That was what y'all came to do. Uh, all the campuses and venues are doing the same general theme. We're, we're talking about light and you're thinking, oh my gosh, that sounds so boring, light. It's actually not. I want you to think about what it might have been like to live 2,000 years ago. Do you know there's not a lot of movies made about life 2,000 years ago? You know why? It's really boring. I mean, they didn't have electricity. They didn't have cars, computers, antibiotics, uh, no airplane travel, no cars, uh, not even fancy clothes. I mean, life 2,000 years ago was extremely simple, relatively short, because people couldn't live as long, but it was still life 2,000 years ago when the Bible was written, when Jesus came into this world. And the gospel writers, uh, you know, used illustrations to try to communicate to us what it was like when Jesus came into this world. And they, then again, they couldn't use many of the modern day illustrations we have today. So they used illustrations that we latch on to, but they don't seem all that exciting. I'm going to try to help us see they are exciting here tonight. Uh, one of the great illustrations the Bible writers use is this idea of light. That John was uh, the, probably the one who, who had this as his favorite. In John 1, he says this, talking about Jesus. He says, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. So again, he, he repeats that over and over again, this idea of light. And what he's trying to communicate to us, again, 2,000 years ago, using this very simple analogy of light, I have a light here right now, is that, is that when Jesus came into the world, it was like a huge light came on. A light on, on in everybody's heads that met him, a, a light when they met him and saw him, a light in their heart, a light in their minds, a light filled the darkness. And they understood that analogy back then because all they had was morning and evening. And when the morning came, it was light. And when the evening came, it was really dark. And, and though you, some of you might not know this, the Bible goes on to talk about this idea of light from numerous angles and what it means that Jesus is the light. Let's dim the lights here right now just a little bit because here's the first image that the Bible gives us. And that is that Jesus says that he himself is the light. So the light that Jesus is talking about is the light shining from him and even the light shining upon him. In John 8 verse 12, he couldn't be more clear. He says, I am the light of the world and he who walks or follows me walks with me but will not walk in darkness. So that's the first image we get. Jesus himself is the light. But then there's another image that the Bible gives us that a lot of church people know, and that's that he's the light by shining the way for us, guiding us on our path in life. And so again, it's Psalm 119 that says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. 
And Jesus is the great word. And so they use this image of light to show that when you follow Jesus, he will show you the way in life. But you know what? There's another aspect to light, light that many Christians and people don't talk very much about. And yet it's the, probably the most profound aspect of using this idea of light to talk about Jesus. So you ready for this one? And that is that Jesus also is the light because as the holder of the light, he wants to shine it on you. He wants to shine it on you. I'm not going to do it with this light. I went out and bought it today. It's 450 lumens. I, I, I shined it in my daughter's eyes and she still can't see. And so I'm not going <laughs> to do that right now. But just picture uh, that there would be a light shining upon you. And you ask yourself, well, that's kind of uncomfortable. I mean, why would there be a light shining on me? I mean, why would God, why would Jesus want to shine a light on me? That, that's a good question to ask. As far as I understand the Bible, and I understand it pretty well, uh, there's four ways, four reasons that Jesus coming into this world as light would want to shine a light on you. And these reasons are that he's fond of you, the second reason is, is that he wants to highlight your failures. We'll see why that's important in a minute. The third one is he wants to forgive you. And the fourth one is, is he'd like some faith from you. Jesus shines his light on you for four reasons. The first reason is, and let's just dwell on this for a second, because he's really fond of you. He loves you. John would say it this way, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So Jesus came into this world because he loves this world. And last I looked, this world includes you. So when we use this image of light, I want you to picture that light shining on you. Not because God wants to say, oh, look at that idiot, because that's not what he's doing. No, he's shining the light on you to say, look who's there. That's my creation. That's who I made. That's whom I love. That's who I'm very fond of. The original reason or the first reason he shines a light on you is because he's fond of you. But then the Bible tells us there is a second reason that he shines his light on you. You ready for this one? And that's not just to say I love you, but to also say, I see you. I see you. As psychologists would tell us that the number one fear that most human beings have is not the fear of heights or the fear of snakes or the fear of enclosed places or anything silly like that. You ready for this? It's the fear of being found out. That if somebody really knew what I was like, if they really knew what I thought, if they really knew who I was deep down, they would not want to stick with me. Anybody want to own that fear here tonight? I will. I've been feeling that ever since I was a little kid. And that's a normal fear because the Bible says we're all born fallen, we're all, we're all born sinful and mistake ridden. We're all born, in a sense, ready to fail. And God knows that. Jesus knows that. And so one of the reasons he shines a light on you is not just to say that I love you, though that's the core, but also to say that I see you and I get you and I know your faults, I know your foibles, I know your failures, and I'm willing to shine a light on it because of the third reason, and that is that you need forgiveness. And this is where he says, I want you. So I love you, I see you, and he says, I want you. That's why his light shines on you. Because he wants to forgive you for all the things that, quite frankly, make you feel bad. All the things that you know that if anybody else knew, they probably wouldn't forgive you. But God does know. And he wants to forgive you for those things. 
He wants to release you from your sin, release you from your bondage, give you a new lease on life so that you can live in freedom and joy each and every day. That's what God's about. He's not a joy killer, he's a joy giver. That's why I started off our time together saying, please, it's okay to laugh. It's okay to be happy in church. We practice that every week around here. It's okay to be comfortable in church. That's why these people stood here earlier because freedom is the name of the game when it comes to following God and finding our life in him. But don't miss this, gang. It all comes because he shines his light on you. He says, I love you. He says, I see you. He says, I want you and I'm willing to forgive you. That's why Jesus came to die on a cross for our sins. But there is one last reason he shines his light on you. And that is to say that I need you to respond. I need some faith from you. I need you to believe in me. I need you to trust in me. I need you to follow me. I need you to give your life over to me. Andrew said it best earlier. We are not here any weekend, especially even on Christmas Eve, playing games or playing church. Life is too short for that. We don't ask our people to come here in some sort of obligatory way. We come here because we want to come here because we made a faith commitment to Jesus. And we want to follow him and trust him in our lives. And that's the reason that he shines his light on you. Fondness, failure, forgiveness, and faith. Please don't miss this. This is our Christmas Eve gift and message to you. Jesus came to this world to shine his light. The light shines in the darkness, your darkness. His light shines upon you. Why? Because he's saying to you that I love you. I see you. I want you and I need you to respond to me. And here's my last thought before we light some candles. His light is still shining today. It is. But we live in a culture today where this idea of light might might not be as meaningful to some of us because we have so much of it, right? I went to Home Depot this morning and I bought a light. I mean, how easy is that? Back then, just try to get into this imagery a little bit. It wasn't that easy. They didn't even have wax back then. Did you know that? So they couldn't even make candles. They used oil lamps. And so this idea of light was so rich in their understanding. And if I was living 2,000 years ago and I said, man, God came to shine his light on you, that would mean something to them. I hope it means something to you, that he came for you. That's the message of Christmas. And his light still shines today because Jesus is just as real today as he was back then. This is truly, truly the good news. Well, hopefully you've all been handled, handed a candle on your way in tonight. Uh, I'm gonna pray here in just a minute and then we're gonna enter into our candle lighting ceremony. This is a rich tradition here at Scottsdale Bible Church. Again, if anything will get you in touch with first century light, this will because we're gonna dim our lights here and all light candles. Now here, now listen gang, I don't want you to miss the, the imagery here. <laughs> The imagery is that I'm gonna light my candle here from this single light on the stage. Does anybody know what this single light or who this single light represents? Say it if you know it. Jesus. I tell my church all the time that in our Sunday school, we tell the kids, if you don't know the answer, just say Jesus, you're probably right. And so, yes, this light symbolizes Jesus. And it's a rich image because from this single light, I'm going to light my candle as a believer and follower of Jesus. And then our ushers are going to come forward and we're going to light their candles. And then they're going to light all of your candles row by row. And we're going to sing Silent Night as we do that. 
one rule, there's only one rule only. Um, when your candle is lit, just keep it straight up. When you go to light your neighbor's candle, don't go like that. Because why? The wax will drip on them. Just allow them to dip their candle into yours, keep yours up, and we'll light them along, along the way. But the imagery is profound. The imagery is the image that Jesus is the light that came into the world and he lights our lives as he shines his light on us. And once all the candles are lit, I'll lead us in a, a time of some faith proclamation and then we'll be dismissed. But keep your candle lit throughout this whole time until we ask you to extinguish it. Would you bow with me right now and let's pray. Father God, I thank you for the amazing image that Jesus has given us, this idea of light. Lord, it's almost hard to relate to today because we have so much of it. But Lord, all of us know what it's like to be in darkness. We know what it's like to have the light come on. God, our souls spend a lot of time, whether we want to admit it or not, in darkness. We feel it. We know it. We know that we need you. And so we thank you that you came and that you still do this today to shine your light on us. Shine it on us, we pray. Let us know that you're fond of us, that you love us. Let us know that we have a need for you because of our failure and our sin. Let us know that you offer us forgiveness, atonement through your son, Jesus. And let us know, God, that you need us to respond through faith and trust in your son, Jesus. That's what we're here tonight to do, to celebrate our Savior and our Lord and his entrance into this world 2,000 years ago. So receive this time of candle lighting. May it be indicative of what's going on in our hearts and our minds. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
Now that all the candles are lit, I want you to very carefully raise your candle high and look around. See, this is what they would have experienced 2,000 years ago as the Son of God came into this world in the midst of a dark place. They would look around and everybody that Jesus touched, everybody that believed in him started to have a little light themselves. and. As you're seeing right now, a bunch of little lights, when they're lit and held high, can make all the difference in a dark room. Listen to what the scriptures predicted 600 years before Jesus. It said, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Those who live in a dark land, the light will shine on them. Some of you were wondering earlier, is this really true that his light shines on me? You better believe it. His light shines on you shines on you because he loves you. He sees you. He wants you. He wants you to need him. So hopefully this means much more than a light to you tonight, but it means Jesus who came for you. You can lower your candle right now with your eyes open. Why don't you join me in prayer? God, thank you that your light shines on us. Thank you that you sent Jesus. Lord, we celebrate his birth here tonight, him coming into this world. You described the world back then as dark. It's still dark today, God. We have electricity, we have mass travel, we have antibiotics, we have elaborate political systems, and it's still dark. We still feel it in our souls because we know the only remedy is your forgiveness, your light who has come to us. We embrace your son Jesus tonight and the light that he gives us. This truly is a Merry Christmas. It's in his name we pray. And if you can say it, say it with me. Amen. Well, carefully extinguish your candle, but it's still going on in your heart. And from Scottsdale Bible to you, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. And we hope you're welcome back here anytime. <laughs>